That was Urge Overkill from Chicago with Sister Havana on 97X, the future of rock and roll. Plus, we had the pleasure of hearing from um, Susie and the Banshees, and Iggy Pop got things started off. We have the Friday featured artists coming up tomorrow, and we're featuring REM and all their family of tree, including Hindu love gods and a plethora of others. That's all day Friday, yeah. starting right here at 97X, the future Dave, of rock and Dave, roll. Dave, huh? Dave, Dave, Friday stop. featured artists, REM and their big family tree. Dude, it's, it's not Hitchcock in there. It's not even Thursday, so yeah. n- there's no way we're having a Friday featured artist tomorrow. I'm sorry, no my FFA? friend. I hate to break it to you, but yeah. we're no longer on the air at 97X like we were back mm-hmm. in the 90s. We just do yeah. a podcast about those great days now, and we talk to folks who uh, have a connection to the station. You can listen to our podcast on any of the major podcast aggregators, and we have a little website, 97xbam.com, where we post them as well. We have an email address. It's 97xwoxy at gmail.com. Occasionally, occasionally, very rarely, from one of yeah. our 13 listeners, we'll, we'll uh-huh. get an email and they'll say, hey, I like your podcast. And so if they say that, we have to have them on. And so we have another esteemed professor, James Vinch, joins us today. Uh, do we call you professor, doctor? What do we call you? I, I think Jim will do. <laughs> My, my friends call me doctor. You can call me Jim. I really don't think that highly of myself. <laughs> but you, you have a connection to 97X and the city of Oxford. So, so tell us about how you first came in touch with the station. So it's, it's pretty interesting. Um, so I was a student at Miami. I graduated in 1984. So I just caught the beginning years of 97X. Um, but like I explained in some of the emails that I sent you, you know, this whole experience of going to Miami was like a, um, an eye-opening, like world-shaking event because I grew up in Northeast Ohio around Cleveland and, you know, I led a pretty sheltered life. And so the college experience for me was just like eye-opening in every way and including musically. So, you know, I, you know, I, I developed friendships with a couple of guys who were super into new music. Um, before that time, when I was in high school, I was a major Springsteen fan. And so my entire world revolved around Springsteen. And so I brought that, so that attitude with me to Miami, um, until my friends started exposing me to all this new music. And as part of this whole explosion of new ideas that was happening at the time, I just ate that stuff up. And, you know, it's been something that's um, stayed with me for my entire life. I've tried to, you know, friends say, oh, you know, ex- why don't you explore new music or look at this kind of music or why don't you think about doing something like that? And I always go back to this. And, you know, part of it is, you know, pe- and I, my friends are also saying, you know, you need to get out of the past. You got to stop living in the past, Jim. You know, your life's in the future. And, I, you know, my response is, why, you know, I don't really live in the past. Sometimes I go there and sort of take shelter in the past for a little bit, you know, especially with music. But, you know, I am fully in the present and, you know, I have my eyes fixed forward, but it's just this particular period in my life was so transformational for me that um, it's something that's always going to stick with me. And so, you know, this new music was introduced to me through friends. Um, You know, at the time it was basically vinyl records and every Friday we'd go up to what was Horizon Records in Uptown Oxford and, you know, add to our collection. But it was only during the last year that 97X came aboard and that was just an absolute treat. Now, how did you discover 97X first? I mean, could you get the signal? Yeah, we got the signal. So, <laughs> okay. we were living, you know, we were living in the dorm somewhere. I assume mm-hmm. I lived in the dorm all my years at Miami. And yeah, we got the signal. I don't know that we, we probably heard about it in the, um, 
you know, in the Miami student newspaper or something like that. I don't remember how we found out about it, but when we did, it was like an amazing experience and we had it on 24 hours a day in our dorm room. Nice. Nice. And it must have stuck with you enough. So then you move away in 84, right? You graduated and you moved away? So, yeah, I moved away. You know, the the years from 84 to like 1991 were sort of, that was when I was sort of in my, you know, wandering in the wilderness, not knowing exactly what I wanted to do. Um, when I graduated from Miami, I wanted to be a college professor. But, you know, after exploring some opportunities and talking to people, that, you know, I decided that jobs were just not available. And so I decided to go to law school instead. Um, and so most of the 80s and um, late 80s were spent in school. I graduated from Ohio State Law School in, in 91 and have been practicing law since then. Coincidentally, I worked for a big Cincinnati law firm up until about 1996 when I decided to become an environmental lawyer, which is what I do now. Wow, cool. If Dave's has been injured in an accident, though, can you represent him and get him the money he deserves? Not if he wants the money. <laughs> oh. I just want to be represented. <laughs> now, when you moved back to Cincinnati in 91, 92, um, did, did you rediscover 97X? No. So actually, the Cincinnati firm I was working for, it's headquartered in Cincinnati, but um, I was at their Columbus office. And so, you know, I would come to Cincinnati pretty frequently to go to the, 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 the main office. Um, and I would always, you know, tune in 97X. I would also, you know, we kind of made it, it was kind of a running joke for a while how often we would go back to Oxford after we graduated. For years and years and years, we did it, you know, for, for the bars and a number of reasons. But, you know, one of the, in my mind, was to listen to 97X. Nice. And then, yeah. and then how did you stumble across our podcast? Because to be clear, Dave and I do zero promotion of this thing. So, yeah. So that's interesting. I mean, so, you know, I, one day I was probably, you know, it was probably right around the time when I was getting like thinking about this teaching job that I, I have at Miami. And um, I was just looking at, you know, all things Oxford on the internet, because it had been a while since I had been there. So I wanted to sort of reacquaint myself. And I just, I probably put 97X in the browser or something, you know, and um, I just looked at all the stuff that came up and surprisingly, there wasn't really that much stuff. There's a couple, as you guys, I'm sure know, a couple of very good websites of guys who have accumulated music and um, playlists over the years and stuff like that. But then I came across your podcast and I'm like, holy, um, you know, this is what I've been waiting for. So, um, you know, since that time, I've been obviously keeping up to date, listening to all the stuff and it's it's been a great experience. So. Thank you, first of all, for using the holy before the other word, because most people, when they describe our podcast, just use the second word. <laughs> uh, now, a, a, a couple questions. Uh, first of all, did Oxford change much since you were there in 1984? Uh, yeah, it's, it's changed quite a bit. I mean, it, you know, the basic structure is still there. The streets are still laid out in a grid pattern. The basic buildings are there that I remember, but most of uptown has changed tremendously and the campus is really, I mean, all the old buildings are there, but there's so many more buildings. So, you know, when I first came back to campus, it was very disorienting. Yeah. You do return to, to Oxford. Does Steve Baker still come and give you the welcome back to Oxford kit has like restaurants and coupons. Does he personally deliver that to every person who comes back to Oxford? I wish he would, but he doesn't. <laughs> so you mentioned your in your email you're you're a visiting professor at miami university i am so in my real life here in dc i work for the environmental protection agency as an environmental attorney 
Um, I do a lot of work on the Clean Water Act, which is the statute that's, that, that Congress enacted to protect the nation's waters from pollution. And, you know, over the past, I've been doing that for about 15 years or so. And um, recently I started volunteering at Miami just because I felt like eh, it's kind of that time in my life where, I, you know, it's time to give back. And sort of volunteering at Miami, I've been involved with their pre-law advisory board um, and making trips to campus pretty frequently for that. And just in my interactions with folks from, from those volunteer opportunities, I managed to talk to professors and said, oh, you know, it's always been my dream to teach at Miami. And they said, well, let's make that happen. So, you know, after I said that, I kind of gulped hard for a minute and said, oh, what the hell did I just do? Um, but, you know, it wasn't long before, you know, they were actually pressing me to come and teach. And so I started in the fall and I taught a section in the fall and um, I'm going to do the same section in the spring. It, um, and actually it starts in a week, but I'm teaching this course called Water Resources Law and Policy. So it's, you know, it sounds like a very sort of esoteric subject, but um, there's a lot of interest from the environmental science students and from the political science students. So it's going pretty well. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and thank you for, for doing that work on the part of the EPA. I think 97X listeners, a little more tuned in to what's going on with our world and the earth. Yeah. And for, for many years, we did the, the green PSAs. We put the G in That's ecology. Right. So, That's right. um, you know, like it's, it's important uh, work that you're doing. Yeah. Now, now you were you know, there at the at the the formation as a listener when it turned into WOXY, uh, and I've heard you know I didn't get there till till late '88, um, but I, I I heard that uh, there was some really good uh, new bands that came through Miami and the Oxford area. Did you see any you know fledgling bands that ended up being big or or, or bands you were surprised to see in Oxford, Ohio well, back then? Uh, well. So if you're talking about bar band kind of kind the bar band kind of scene, there there was a lot of that. Um, so we did spend a lot of time time at Ozzy's. Was that there when you were there? Mm-hmm, yes. A lot of local bands would come through there. The Raisins would come through there a lot. Um, yeah. But on campus, we had a, quite a number of good acts. Um, so my I say that you know my my musical, if to explain my musical taste. Yeah, you know, it's like throwing a stone in a lake and it kind of ripples out into a circle at the very center, I would say, is the Talking Heads. And they came to campus in, I think, 1983. So I got to saw them on campus, um, which was just an ex- ex- extraordinary experience. Um, so we, even the university was bringing in these big you know, alternative bands at the time. And when I go back now and look at the music scene, the students don't even understand that concept. Like, what do you mean you were bringing Miami was paying to have bands come into Millette Hall and play? Yeah. I said, yeah. So it's just a completely different kind of culture now. Yeah, I heard about some of those great shows in the in the early '80s. Talking Heads was brought up. I believe the Go Go's was another one that made it. There, uh, Flock of Seagulls. I mean, there were some duds too. You know, Hollow Notes and you know other things. But and then we would make the trip. We would make the you know obligatory trip down to Bogarts every time. You know, we wanted to see like the um, big country. We saw there General Public. You know, bands like that. We would make the trip quite often. And you said, you know, like Cleveland kid, Springsteen. I mean, that's a hotbed for Springsteen love in Cleveland. But what, you know, like what made you say, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to expand. I, I want to try some different things. Or what resonated with the new music yeah. you were hearing? Um, I, you know, I think it sort of uh, coincided with the sort of, like I explained earlier, was explode not just in the, not just musically, but you know, intellectually, emotionally, you know, I had been raised as a sheltered kid. And so I had been, you know, 
sort of spoon fed these certain experiences and I didn't have the full array of experience. So my world was exploding all around me. Right. And um, so it was, just, I think part of it to tell you the truth that initially hooked me was just the newness of it and the, and the differentness of it. Um, but then, you know, uh, you know, my friends were all into it and I, I'm not, I can't exactly put my finger on what it is, but it's just something about that sound that happened at that time and the whole movement that just sort of grabbed me. Yeah. But one of my students I found out was, is a DJ on what is now known as Red Hawk Radio, which is the local campus station that's, you know, uh, broadcast over the internet. And so I was just talking to her after class about, you know, what kind of music she's into, what does she play, what does she do? And, you know, we were just talking about music generally, and I told her what I liked and what it used to be like here. And um, so she agreed to play a couple songs for me, but, you know, we got talking about, you know, I asked her if she knew anything about, ever heard of 97X? And she said, no. And so I started explaining it to her and she said, that is amazing. And I said, well, you should think about doing a 97X night on your, um, on your Red Hawk radio show. And she said, I am going to do that. So I'm not going to disclose her name, but uh, in the event she does do that, I will let you guys know. Oh, please do. Yeah. That would be awesome. And then maybe we can simulcast our podcast. Right? Yeah. 97X. A little older, a little more confused. Rumblings from the big bush. <laughs>